going on guys welcome back to behind the gloves this is the first episode of the greatest a show me and marshall here from the combat hour have put together and we've unanimously put a bunch of fighters together and we're going to decide who ultimately becomes a great first round is pretty much like the quarterfinal there's eight fighters and yesterday on in the draw we pulled out fixtures for this round um, and we're going to go straight into it this fight straight away the first fight of the whole tournament is a barnstorm of a fight imagine if this one happened and uh here marshall he's going to tell us uh, who we're talking about all right i'm equally as excited for this tournament first matchup we got is james lights out tony with a record of 77 10 and 3 with notable victories over Vander Holyfield, Basilite Giroff, and Michael Nunn. Taking on the pride of Wales, Joe Calzaghe. Notable wins over Roy Jones Jr., Bernard Hopkins, and his best performance, in my opinion, would be Jeff Lacey. This is going to be a crazy fight. Let's see how it goes. All right, so my breakdown for this fight, like I said, a barnstorm of a fight. Both fighters very skilled, high level skilled. They've got, um, it's, it's, I think it's a bit of a clash when you, when you think about it, because James Tony was known for his... Uh, ultimate defense. I almost feel like he doesn't get the praise he deserves for de his defense. We still talk about great fighters from the past, but no one really talks about James Tony these days anymore in terms of really giving him the respect he deserves. I mean, the man fought through the super middleweight division all the way up to heavyweight. And then you have Kawasaki, who was undefeated, who retired undefeated. We don't really hear that in boxing nowadays. Um, and and he and he had tough fights. He had um, the Jeff Lacey fight was like you said the biggest win in terms of the odds. It was really close, so people weren't exactly saying um, you know he's gonna go in there and blow the water with him. Um, it was gonna be a close fight. The American was coming over, but Kalzagi just went in there and dominated. And then obviously his notable wins against Bernard Hopkins and Roy Jones Jr. Now, if I'm gonna be honest, this fight I'll have to edge to Kalzagi in my opinion because I feel like. I see the smile, I see the smile. Um, I feel like there comes a point where I'm going back and forth with it. There's a reason why. James Tony could bang as well. Let's not forget that. James Tony could bang for days. So Kawasaki's defense wasn't exactly A1. I feel like he got clipped a lot in his career. Um, he had a good chin, but he did get dropped a few times. Um, and I feel like he scraped wins sometimes as well. Uh, not always blowing people out of the water. So that could happen against James Tony, but I feel like James Tony's defensive against um, Kawasaki's offensive style. Kawasaki's always throwing punches, always punch output. And he has a chin, like I said, so it's hard to bet against the undefeated guy. Um, in my opinion, Kawasaki would win the matchup. Okay. So I, I, I figured you would, look, would be looking at this this way, which makes sense. I definitely understand why you think Kawasaki would win. But when you break it down by the numbers, um, James Tony's 7 for 8 when he fought Southpaws. Mm. Kawasaki's a different caliber Southpaw, no doubt. But if we take a look at the Vasily Jirov fight, who was a pressure fighter southpaw at even a higher weight, he would just absorb shots, mostly on his shoulder, and come back with short uppercuts and right hands. Did he get outlanded? Yes. Did he get outworked? Yes. But he did accumulation of damage and busted up um, Jirov's face. That's see, I see him catch all yeah. those lead right hand jabs with his shoulder and just firing off that little right hand, the right uppercut up the middle, either in the middle of the ring when Kalzegi's trying to do turn, turn on him. Because Kalzegi had great angles too, we have to remember that. He just short pivot, uppercut, short pivot, uppercut, you know what I'm saying? Or on the ropes, whereas James Tony did his best work on the ropes. I think James Tony's defensive style would have him behind, but then his accumulation of damage, he might even drop Kalzag and come back and win this fight. That's the thing though, He, I, I, I do feel like he would drop Kalzagi in the fight if it happened. He's too powerful and too slick not to uh, drop Kawasaki, especially with like I said, Kawasaki is there to be hit almost sometimes. So I feel like he would clip him, but Kawasaki's punch output and just the sheer balls on the man. 
<laughs> I would just feel like he'd win the fight. So are you going for James Tony? Uh, yeah, I got James Tony. I think because you have to look at the Bernard Hopkins and uh, Roy Jones fights that Calzaghe had. Those were his two biggest names on his resume. There was at the there wasn't peak Bernard or peak Roy Jones. Do you agree with that? Yeah, hundred percent. So it's just like if you look at the dudes James Tony fought when he fought, straight killers, man. Like yeah. I just think they have different caliber resumes. One's undefeated, which is amazing. But when you look at who fought who in in their primes, I think Tony's resume is just quite a bit better, more impressive. I want to argue back with you, but we've got two really strong points here. Like I've got a really good argument for Joe in terms of his punch output and and um, his career. Uh, but then also there's a good argument for James Tony in, in the way you just put it. So that means we have to go to a tiebreaker because I'm sticking with Kawasaki. You're definitely sticking with Tony. And I'm sure we both agree. Um, it's not like we disagree with each other's opinion right now. Um, so it's, it's hard to come to a, a, a mutual agreement. So the poll actually said Kawasaki 80%. James Tony 20%. That is very disrespectful, guys. Come on, like, we are gonna go with your your poll, but there is no way it's, it's that 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 different. Where's all the Detroit fans at, man? Flint, Michigan, stand up. Where you at? Where are they? But there you have it, Kalzagi. Um, can we at least agree how he would win? Unanimous decision, split. I would say split. I would say split. Because if he gets dropped, it's gonna be close on points. Yeah. So. Kawasaki wins this one, split decision um, against James Tony. What a fight it would have actually been if it did take place. Um, but unfortunately, both fighters were at different times as well. So um, we didn't get to see a matchup like that. But that's it for this one. We're going to move on to the next fight, which will uh, be uploaded tomorrow. Make sure you stay tuned for that one. And that one is up. Oh, it's another one. It's another one of them. It's Roy Jones against Canelo Alvarez in the next episode, so make sure to stay tuned for that one, and we'll catch you guys soon. Hey, Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking the icon right here, and also hit the bell button so that you can get alerts every time we upload a new video. <laughs> Good from you, that, mate. Oh, my lad. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I feel like doing, mate. Now, jokes aside, how are you? Were you looking forward to going to Wales that much? Mate, I want to fight. I was looking forward to fighting. I just, it's been, obviously, I was men in a box last weekend, originally at home. Um, so, yeah, I was just looking forward to fighting, to be honest, mate. How far into camp were you, mate? Like, how, how much work had you done? How much had sort of gone to waste, if, for lack of a better term? Uh, I went, to camp, went into camp on 6th of January after Christmas, officially. Um, so, yeah, that was... And then, obviously, we knew the March show wasn't happening. So then we just went to... Um, yeah, just went to... Had a couple of weeks... Light, like, lighter weeks, basically. And then been back into camp for the last few weeks. Question from Luke Campbell. Who cuts your hair, mate? <laughs> Ask Campbell why he asked for a picture of my haircut because he wanted to go to his barber and say, I want to look as handsome as this. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, while I've got you, obviously World Boxing Super Series has been postponed, but you're out in Latvia doing a bit of sparring with Myris Bredis as well as a bit of supervising of Josh Pritchard. How were both experiences for you, mate? Uh, yeah, the sparring um, was decent. Um, 
it was obviously he's the world number one. Um, it was good stuff and learnt a lot out there. Um, yeah, so it was just about just making sure that I was, you know, ready for every spar and learning and from every spar and improving. And I think I've done that. And um, I'm really, really pleased with how um, how the whole trip trip went. Um, and secondly, looking after Josh Pritchard, slightly harder than the sparring. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of admin involved. <laughs> uh, we just had something that come up here. Well, what was it? Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, Josh Pritchard says you really need a shave, mate. Yeah, I think I was going for a tebbit. You know what I mean? You've got a long way to, go to get this, mate. You reckon? A little bit, yeah. It's not great, is it? My father's facial hair I've seen you with. Were they panic buying razor blades at Tesco's? <laughs> uh, dear me. I, I, I need a shave, but Mia wants me to have a shave, but quite like it. I might go, like, just shave this and just go from the musketeer look. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. By the time the boxing starts up again, you might be able to join it up. <laughs> that way. <laughs> um, how far away do you think you are from obviously going and sparring world level guys, number one in the division in Bradis? How far away do you feel that you are from those guys, and how beneficial is it at that point of your career to do something like that? Uh, yeah, it's hugely beneficial. Obviously, um, I think it was literally the perfect time um, for it to happen. Um, but yeah, the um... oh, sorry, Happy Mother's Day, Mums. My mum's on here. I started watching. <laughs> Happy. I, I haven't actually seen her because we're all like self-isolating and she wants to stay indoors, but I dropped a card round. Dude, that's, so good. that's responsible. Day. Happy Mother's Day. Um, yeah, so it was really good experience for me. It was good, good timing. Um, and I'd say, you know, next year, probably 2021, I've got a lot, lot of, um, lot of things to do domestically first and, and uh, you know, Commonwealth champion, yes, but there's, there's plenty of, um, Plenty of good domestic fights and the British title and other titles I've got to look at. Um, but obviously, first, providing if it gets arranged or it happens on May the 9th, um, then, you know, Nathan Thorley is, is my, my number one focus at the moment. What's your kind of day-to-day -day at the minute? Obviously, Shane sent, sent people home, hasn't he? Yeah, so we're obviously all, all, all been sent home. Um, I'm getting up most mornings doing a run. Um, and then doing uh, shadow boxing um, and stuff like that and home workouts. And I've got keys to a, to a gym, which is closed, but I might be able to, might be able to um, you know, go in there and do strength work and some bag work and stuff. Um, so, yeah, still, I'm, I'm still training, to be honest. Like, I'm fighting May the 9th because although it looks like it will get cancelled, uh, yeah, I've got to stay professional and keep training. What do you think should happen with the Premier League, Chris? Not boxing-related at all, but you're a big Bournemouth fan. What do you think should happen with the Prem? Um, truthfully, uh, it should probably maybe get, obviously, delayed and just see when if they can play maybe in the May time, then go through the summer and just delay, delay the start of next season a bit and maybe take out the League Cup or something along those lines. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, if they void it and Bournemouth stay up, I'll be a happy man. <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, that, that as long as Bournemouth stay up, I don't really care what happens, to be honest, mate. But, um, yeah, it's it's a hard one. I know Fowler's on here. 
and it, I reckon they should just void it and just not give Liverpool the league because they, you know, it'll be elite levels trolling for something like that. It'd be amazing. Oh, it'd be unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> What's it been like having Fowler in the gym? Obviously, he's a new addition to McGregor. Very, very close knit in the stable. Um, what's it been like having him um, as a new member of the, the gang? Yeah, it's it's been great. He uh, he's a great lad. He's uh, he's funny. He's always always telling stories and stuff like that. So, and he's a real positive person to have around. So he's um, yeah, it's 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 been a been good having him having him in the gym and, and especially with things that have gone on and stuff like that. It's good to have a breath of fresh air and. Um, yeah, and it's been great to have him in the gym. How much are you looking forward to Fowler versus Tete too? Oh, I'm, I'm, I think we've all chipped in a tenner to get Tete some new boots. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, no, that uh, poor lad, like, I actually genuinely, I said this to Fowler on night, I said I, I think it helped him because he was slipping. He was slipping away from the shots. <laughs> so, if he'd been planted, the shots would have hurt him a lot more and you don't want to be standing there taking full-blown shots off Fowler. So uh, it probably actually lasted longer, believe it or not, because he had ice skates on. What does this mean? For, what does the whole coronavirus lockdown mean for your wedding, mate? Not that I've been invited, but I was just going to ask anyway. Yeah, you're coming for the interviews, mate. You're going to interview yeah, everyone. Interview people, <laughs> At this rate, mate, you'll be getting invited because there is no wedding. Um, no, um, weren't you going to get in Italy as well? Yeah, we're getting married in Italy in August, so at the moment it's a bit um, all up in the air. We don't know what's going on. It's just a bit of a waiting process for us. Obviously, our wedding planner is sorting out weddings over there now, which are getting cancelled and stuff. But um, that's what I've been told by the boss anyway. She's uh, she's she's obviously dealing with it all, and um, me is dealing with it all. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's worrying times with, with regards to that 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 side of things as well. Um, and then especially with the not fighting and, and not getting paid, etc. So, um, yes, yeah, uh, it's a bit bit of a, a big hit all round. Well, I'm pleased to inform you that the, the facial hair has just elevated to a new level because Jack Hillier has joined the live. Um, oh, wow, the wolf. The wolf is in the building. Um, <laughs> Come the way off the wolf, I am. He, he really is. Anthony Fowler, he'd be dangerous in a new pair of Hyper KO Nike boots. <laughs> <laughs> dangerous, not dangerous to who, right? Um, all right then, mate. Well, I'm going to let you go um, because we're going to get Fowler on here now. Um, not sure if Instagram Live has subtitles, but we'll try and roll with it anyway. Um, <laughs> thanks very much, Chris. I do hope things um, sort themselves out for you and every fighter and you can get some uh, some money in your pocket and some... Um, some fights under your belt, but thanks very much for, for stopping by, mate, and I'll catch up with you soon. Nice one, mate. Take care. Look yes, after sir. yourself. Speak to you soon. Hello, Josh. Yes, Rob. What's good? How are you, mate? You okay? Yeah, not bad, man. You all right? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. Just trying to just trying to get by in this crazy old time. <laughs> Trust me, man. We're all trying to live and maintain. But what's good, man? What's happening? Uh, I am currently self-isolating, mate. So I am at home with my missus. Um, my missus hasn't hasn't been particularly well, but she's thankfully better now. Um, 
so yeah we're just we're housebound mate i'm climbing the walls i can't leave the house um yeah i'm not bad man um i'm not i'm isolating myself to be fair with you but right now i'm just going to my mate's house um i'm not a guy to kind of stay indoors for however long we're meant to stay indoors um if today wasn't us um a day to be resting and recovering i'd be training but today's a day of rest so i'm just chilling out man how are you finding this whole this whole situation? Because I mean, what what does it mean for you? Because obviously you train sometimes train up in Sheffield, obviously other times train in Croydon. What's what's how's this affected your day to day as a fighter? Um, it has just for the mere fact that you can't go to like a normal gym to train. Like you know, a boxing gym, there's a lot of people training together and you're mingling and everything. So that's the only thing that's that's kind of messed up at the moment. But I think it just means that you can do a lot more running outside, do more things outside, to be fair with you. Um, and obviously, this thing is probably more serious than we think or thought that it was. So I'm being as careful as I can be, man. But, you know, I'm still trying to keep fit because you just got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah, and also no idea when it's going to end. It could end in two months, three months, six months, 12 months. Nobody, yeah, exactly. nobody knows. Is it frustrating for you, Josh? Because we spoke at the start of the year. You had a a little bit of a layoff. Obviously, you had to pull out of the Caparello fight um, back end of last year. It's your longest spell out of the ring as a pro, and now you've got this. So yeah, like um, and and you know, being inactive as a fighter, they say is the worst killer. Do you know what I mean? But I've been doing things, man. Camp's been going well. Like I've worked hard. Um, I had a few gym bouts in camp as well, Rob. So it kind of felt not that it felt like I was in a fight, but there was a referee there as well. So I kind of simulated a fight as much as I could. Um, but obviously there's nothing like fighting there's nothing like being in them small gloves walking out in front of people and having a real fight but um, listen man when it's time to be in that ring and to fight and to win I'll show up so I can't let you can't overthink it to be fair with you um, it is what it is it's a situation that it's not a person's fault it's like a world thing that's happening so I can't pinpoint and say oh it's that guy's fault or it's my fault or it's the promoter's fault it's something that happened that's out of my control so you just got to roll with it, man. Josh, um, what's the situation in Ghana? Uh, for me, I I personally don't think there's any in Ghana yet. But I spoke to my mum today um, and she said everyone's just taking precautions. Like, um, they've done their shopping. Um, even today, I was like, did you go to church? And she was like, no, nah, there's no church. Um, everyone's been careful. In this country, people are being careful. But I don't think there's that much cases in Ghana. Um... But yeah, man, I think people are being careful and they should be, man. Um, if there's no cases or if there's not as much cases, it could be the fact that it hasn't, people haven't been tested or they haven't, the cases haven't come up front. Do you know what I mean? So I think she's just like, listen, everyone's being careful. And I'm like, you have to be careful, man. Josh, would you be willing to fight behind closed doors if you had an opportunity? That was a possible option, Rob, and I was down for it because I was like, I haven't boxed for about six to seven months. So as long as I can get out there and box someone that I don't know, they don't know me, we don't know each other, small gloves, and you just go through that whole experience, I was willing to do it, man. Um, and matching we're doing the best to make that happen, but obviously when the government called a shot and they said, look, none of that's going to happen, then we just had to accept it for what it was. But um, at a point, uh, matching we're looking to do that, and I was like, yeah, I want to do it. Question from Kieran Brown. Josh, would you rather go 12 rounds or knock someone out in three rounds? 
Hey, listen, man. Kieran, if, if you can get it done in three, you do it in three, bro. Trust me. 12 rounds is good, but if you can get it done in three, you get it done. And you, but by the 12th round, you'd be good, man. Uh, don't get paid for overtime. Fraser Clark's just joined the um, the group chat, the live chat. Obviously, we've seen the Olympic qualifiers um, suspended, which is a, a huge shame for, for amateur boxing and Olympic boxing, Josh. It is, man. Um, the thing is, I was in camp with the boys preparing for that. Um, a few of them qualified because their fights was just before the call of the whole show, Rob, but yeah. I, I saw them train, man, and I, even I was upset for them. I was like, you not done all that training for it to be cancelled. And I'm thinking of other countries that even came from Europe. They travelled, they did their camp in their countries. They came all the way to London to be here for a few days to hear that the whole event has been cancelled. Um, I feel for them, man. I, I, I honestly feel for them. But, um, you know, they said we're being safe. And the, the safest thing, like they said, was to cancel the whole tournament. So we have to go with that, man. But, um, no, nah, I feel for them. I feel for them. Uh, grab your opinion on a fight in your division between two guys. That, well, certainly one that you know well and one that you're always linked with. Anthony Yard versus Lyndon Arthur. Talk to me about that fight, Josh. That's an interesting one. Got a lot of people talking. Good fight. It's a good fight, man. Um, Yard, I've never been in the ring with him, so I don't know. Um, Lyndon, I've been in the ring with I sparred Lyndon loads of rounds when we were both on the GB team. Um, good fighter, man. But it's a very, very interesting fight, if you ask me. I'm, I'm so interested in it. Um, and um, yeah man I'll be tuning in but it's a very very good good fight and credit to both of them uh, for taking the fight and for stepping up man um, I respect that but it'll be a good fight I think the, the fans and the public are in for a good, uh, a good fight Okay Josh well before I let you go mate I do appreciate your time what message have you got for people uh, who are self-isolating like we are or just people who are worried about the coronavirus pandemic um, Just stay safe man stay safe um, and stay sane, you know, be around people that are going to make you happy, be around your family, um, use this time wisely, man, just just spend time talking to people, um, but yeah, we've got to stay safe in everything that we do, man, um, and like I said, exercise is important, man, go out for a run, go out for a walk, go out for a jog, whatever it is, man, just make sure you exercise, keep the heart rate up, and um, enjoy the time, man. Are you going to be growing your beard until your next fight? I want to see a six-month glassy <laughs> beard. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, no, I'm gonna grow it. I had it trimmed the other day, to be fair with you, but I'll grow it to the next fight. Um, I don't know when the next fight is gonna be, Rob. That's the issue. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep it like this, man. Whether I'm gonna fight with it or not is a different question. But for now, I'll be growing it out. Your mum will not have that, mate. She will not let that happen. Say that again. Your mum will not let you grow your beard out like mine, mate, for six months. She wouldn't. Man. But yeah, yours is looking good, Rob. So I, I, I rate you for that. Still, nah, see. It's looking good. I'm sure Mrs. is all right with it. She's all right. Yeah, she doesn't mind. She doesn't mind. Chris Lloyd, you know, Chris Lloyd just WhatsApp me saying that he's just woken up. That's what time is it? It's half two. <laughs> <laughs> what is he playing? Oh, he's he's just said he's got symptoms. That's not great. I feel bad for laughing now. Give Chris a call, Josh, and cheer him up. He's got what? He said he's got symptoms. What so give him say? a call and cheer him up. Wait, what did he say? He said he's got symptoms. Uh, Rob, is it's cutting out. Say it again, please. He said that he's got symptoms. I'm assuming coronavirus symptoms. 
No, you're lying. I'm going to call him. I'm going to call him. I'm going to call him. Give him a call. All right, Josh, I'm going to let you go, mate. Thanks very much. No, sorry. Right. I'll man. speak to you soon. Respect. Thanks, Thank Josh. You, yeah? Be safe, safe man. man. Big up. Thank you. Cheers. How are you, mate? Good, you? Yeah, not bad. Um, I'm going to try and get through this quickly because you've actually got a fair few things that you've been affected by with this coronavirus stuff. Billy Joe Canelo. Um, seems to me like the universe doesn't want Billy Joe to get that fight. What can you do? Listen, hopefully, God willing, uh, it doesn't it doesn't pass him by. But um, I'm sure it's a fight that, that, that the boxing fans want to see. A great... Uh, clash of styles and yeah what can we do you know what can we do there's been a lot of talk since well really in the last week about Canelo Triple G3 for September where does that leave Billy Joe if that does happen well from what I heard that that was planned for next next May but that's only what I've heard so you know I don't know uh, if that's the case then but again we just don't know how long all this sort of thing can last for so you know, maybe they'll do September, December. God knows. God knows. As far, if, boxing Billy... get, if, if boxing get, gets gets going again before that, maybe they'll do something before and and uh, before and after September, and they might put September aside to get two in this year for for missing out in May. We just don't know, do we? Mm. How's Billy Joe's moves? Because obviously he's been waiting for a, for a big fight for a long time. He finally gets it, and then something like this happens. Yeah, he's, he's okay, to be honest with you. You know, obviously, he invested plenty in himself to, to, to get the training camp underway. And, and he's been preparing as though he's, he's been fighting Canelo since January. So, you know, he's, he's forked out money and, and all the rest of it. But, to be honest, the, the biggest and most important thing on his mind is that he's, his family and his kids are safe. So, you know, that's, uh, that's what's been on his mind, to be honest. What's, what do you think self-isolation is going to be like for Billy Joe Saunders? He can't sit still. God knows. <laughs> God knows. We'll, okay. probably be, we'll, we'll probably be heading to a private gym and just doing a bit yeah. once a day or something, ticking over, so at least he's doing something. <laughs> okay, going to ask this question. Can we hear the plane story from your point of view? Right. So... I've got to change a couple of things so that no one gets in trouble. <laughs> but basically, um, so when all this come about, Billy Joe, Billy Joe flew back straight away, got the first flight he could, and we was like, "Look, don't panic, we'll all get back." Like, so me, Josh, and Tom was was all still there. Um, then we got to the airport, and there was a change of flight, so we had to wait in the airport for like ten hours or something like seven hours or something. Literally, just as we were about to board the plane, Tom, where's Tom? And uh, so I, I messaged Tom, where are you? He said, oh, I'm in trouble, mate. But he didn't text back, so I went around the airport looking for him. <laughs> so he was, he'd been detained with a mask on him and everything. So I went over and asked, like, what's going on? Somebody's phoned up and said that Tom's got coronavirus. Uh, oh. And apparently Tom had mentioned that he may have had some symptoms. Um, so Billy Joe was just looking out for him and for everybody else aboard the plane. 
But obviously, I bursted out laughing. They didn't find it too funny. Sent me and Josh off to get on the plane, but me and Josh just kept bursting out laughing. So they come back in. Like, right, that's it. Get stuff off the plane. Throw us off the plane. <laughs> Never a dull moment with Billy Joe, mate. No, he's a character. But we're getting back. Don't worry about that. We're getting back. <laughs> You're speaking of Josh. Josh is actually going to be on here next. So let's talk about him briefly before we get him on. Um, how are things? Obviously, they were due to box on the same day. They're now not doing that. I'm, I'm assuming that's a positive for you as a trainer. Yeah, of course, of course it is. You know, and, and look, when you got someone like um, someone like Josh, who's got so much momentum and 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 has achieved so much in the short short space of time in his career. Obviously, there's still so many areas just due to he's had 16 fights. Through experience, there's so much that he can, he'll still be able to improve. I spoke about it before, but I don't see his ceiling so far, you know. Um, there's so much that can add to his game without taking anything away. So, you know, I think it's exciting times for Josh. And it's been a long time out since his last fight. I think that the, 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 the date being pushed for Josh, for one, me being able to be there. For two, the amount of time that we get to spend together before that fight. And three, just because of the amount of layoff that he's had, it's probably worked out as a benefit for Josh um, and for myself to be able to be there on the night, of course. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. But obviously, that I not you... for too long of a layoff. Yeah, no, of course. I asked you a question that I asked you in the interview that we didn't get to release. Uh, for those people who are wondering what that is, me and Ben did an interview announcing the Canelo fight, and obviously it never went out. But part, one of the questions I was asking was about Josh Taylor. Obviously, the fact that he's a lot of times with, with trainers and fighters splitting, it, it's often because there's, there's been a loss or something like that. Josh has come to you as unbeaten, unified champion, ring magazine champion. How does that affect or, or change the dynamic between a new trainer and a new coach inheriting such an elite-level fighter? Yeah, I've, done, I've had it before, obviously. Obviously, Tyson wasn't in, a, in, in any great position at the time of taking him on, but he was an unbeaten fighter that had unified the heavyweight division in his, in his previous fight. So, you know, it's something that I'm familiar with. It's not about taking anything away from that fight. It's about adding to it. With Josh as well, what I said, like I said, he's only had 16 fights, so there's still plenty there for to be added to Josh. Plenty of experience for him to gain. Plenty of things for him to learn. And um, talking to someone, actually, I was, we, we, I was talking to someone while we was away, and he put it in, I really like the quote, he said, there's good, then there's better. And what Josh has done is obviously phenomenal, but I still believe there's more to come from Josh. Okay. All right, mate. Well, thank you very much for stopping by. Speaking of the man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get him on now, and we're going to talk about you. So um, thanks very much, Ben. As always, real pleasure, and I will speak to you soon, mate. See you later, mate. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye-bye. Hello, mate. Something, mate. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Just bored. Bored <laughs> to tears. Big up what? Uncle T, anyway. Big up oh, what a, what a fella. He's a legend. He's a legend. Yeah, really nice guy. Um, yeah, just bored, mate. I just can't get my head around it. It's, it is 30, actually... 30 shows a year to like, literally doing nothing. 
What's the what's the inside scoop, as it were? What what do promoters um, know about this well, that we maybe don't know? From from the British Border Control, we we've been stopped till the first weekend of April, but then obviously we've spoken with the British Border Control, and they're saying, look, it it may, it may push on, which hundred percent it will push on. I can't see there being any shows in April, um, possibly May, but. Till we get the we get that information from the British Border Control, we're still obviously planning to go ahead with all our shows. Um, but it's just literally waiting the waiting game. But Robert, like Robert Smith and the British Border Control, just need to really just tell us, look, sh- cancel till here, and then we'll crack on. But it's just uh, it's a very very weird situation. Obviously, none of us have ever experienced this. Um, obviously the the uh, rate everyone's still going out and socializing and stuff like that i've been in for five days it's absolutely driving me mad mm. um but listen the main thing is you need to get get this gone so we can get boxing going <laughs> yeah it's, and it's, everyone mate, needs to be healthy yeah this is the thing i mean obviously there are, there are things that are more important than sport um one sec, sorry, I'm just messing with um, Yeah, there are more important things than sport. What's it like for, for you? Because obviously MTK got so many fighters on so many shows around the world, and now it's yeah, ground cool. to a halt. I'd imagine your phone hasn't stopped, but there's not really an awful lot that you can tell people. Yeah, well, just, I, obviously I deal with the South uh, fighters, like the London fighters and stuff mm. like that, and they're all ringing me, asking me. But most of them sort of know. Like, I've not been pestered that much because... You just all you got to do is look at the news and realize, like obviously, what's going on in the world. Um, to worry like boxing's the least of the worries at the minute. It's people's health, families' health, and stuff like that. Really. Hey, so are you but at home I'm, with the family now? Uh, yeah, family. They're out at the minute, but I've just been indoors all day on my own. Just, I just can't get me in. <laughs> Normally, I'm either on box rec or talking, sorting things out. It's just, it's just absolutely mad, mad, but. But hopefully, listen, I'm hoping we all, like, uh, shut. I think we should just literally go on lockdown for a few weeks, see how it is, and then maybe end of April, five Because China got rid of it in six weeks, didn't they? Mm. So, I don't know. We'll just have to see. But where everyone's still going out. And then there were, I'll just see there was, a, like, a half marathon with about 10,000 people today. Well, we're meant to be doing social distancing and stuff. Yeah. Well, this, is, this is the thing, like, I, I, initially, before they close the schools... I What's happening, Anthony? How are you, mate? Mr. Yigit, Yigit, Yigit. Uh, Anthony, I'll get you on um, the next live that we do. My missus is messaging me to come in and um, and help out with our daughter. I've been on Instagram for the last two hours. But, um, yeah, I'll get I'll get you on the next show, uh, Mr. Yigit. I hope you're well, mate. One of the nicest fellas in boxing, Anthony Yigit. Um... But yeah, what was I saying? Yeah, so we pulled um, my daughter out of nursery a little bit earlier than than yeah. the announcement was. Just yeah, because we wanted man, to just my little boy come out Friday, and that obviously mm. now he's got a, I've got a bleeding home tutor. What's that about? Just about just about do it himself. Uh. I've got home tutor, but listen, teach me how to be a boxing promoter, mate. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a mad, it's absolute mad. You, I still can't get me head around what's actually gone on. Do you know what I mean? Because it ain't it ain't normal, is it? No, it's not. And it's it's like if you think about like 
where we were a month ago, you had like Wilder Fury 2, Buxton buzzing yeah. on a massive high, and then yeah. literally three, three, four weeks later, the everything thing is, was what, what we've got to th think about is that the boys that are losing like their fights, even like Mick Condon went all the way, he had his presser, then lost his fight. Obviously, Billy Joe versus Canelo's going to be yeah. back. Um, all these boys losing big paydays, and, not even, and, and all the small hall boxers as well. That are losing like their fight dates. It's, it's like that's their a lot of their income. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's, it's but then you got to realize, obviously, all the things going on in the world, like the fam, like people dying and stuff. Like that. You've got to be thinking of things like that. But it's still it's just hard, very hard. Yeah, it's it, it really does. It really makes you think about how how quickly things can change. Like it, it's unbelievable when you kind of consider. This has just happened and nobody can do anything about it and it's just no. brought everybody crashing down. It's quite humbling and, and quite scary when you think about yeah. that. Like, I'm uh, just hoping it, it basically fucks off soon because it's doing my nothing. I can imagine you being <laughs> an absolute nightmare to be like housebound. Like one of the last people you'd want to like confine to a house for a week. I bet you're climbing the walls after about 15 minutes. Absolutely, absolutely <laughs> doing me nothing. But it uh, is what it is, I suppose. It's yeah, got back well, on, isn't it? Yeah. Listen, great to talk to you anyway. I'm going to shoot, but um, you best go do get get your thumbprint out now. You better go do the dishes. <laughs> yeah, I bet I had, mate. Um, all right, mate. Well, all the best to you and the family. I hope everybody. Um, I hope you and yours stay safe in this. None period. of my kids and, have um... gone to school anyway. Tom <laughs> <Some> Little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that as well. Tom, I'll get you on the next one as well. Um, Good on, mate. Take care. Much, yeah. All the if best. If anybody's watching that has watched throughout the whole time, thanks very much. Um, or even if you've just you've just popped in, uh, thanks very much. Uh, Boxing Social Live Show, man. Let's let's get it happening again. Um, yeah. Cheers, Lee. Let's take a walk into the training of Dillian White, the WBC number one. The man that rose from nothing and continues to grow and defeat the new age of juggernauts in arguably the most exciting times in British heavyweight boxing. Dillian White takes on Alexander Povetkin in a showdown of maximum violence. Hook versus Hook. <laughs> I think I was thinking, it's jungle magic, you know. I see this holy man just choking like that. See his eyes just pop out of his head. <laughs> Thank God for boxing. But then I come boxing, you know, I get calmed down. Walk on this treadmill here, I lose my mind.
guy doing? I swear to God, you know. Hey, imagine. What, what, I actually, what I want to say on the screen, I ain't going to say, but I'm going to get something out of my bag in a minute for a minute. I am. Are you finished? Yeah. You sure? I'm going to do the same thing. No, you're not. Alright, let's see. So does that limit the maximum violence? I see you got the maximum violet t-shirt. Does that limit the maximum violence being controlled? And it's amplified. It's just until that moment, it's an explosion. So yeah, it's, that maximum violence is there. It's just we're just going to contain it for, until the right moment. And yeah. you'll see it. Where would you say? How important is this fight? I think this is the most important fight of his career. Yeah. Because of what's on the line. Um, he can't afford to lose his position and a loss would be devastating at this point. So um, if you've got the right right mindset, fighters can always rebuild, but you know, where he is now, um, he needs a world title shot. Yeah. So this is this to me is the most important fight that's going on. Yeah, you can't touch the the, the top board though. It's mad. Who's there? John Jones, next. Hey, I'll fight Steve here, Miocic. I'll kick him in his face like that. I'll give Steve here one of these. I'm not going to do Steve here, he's just keep it moving. Don't keep it moving. I'm just going to move. He'll just try to take it down. 
Well, he might get, he might go to sleep before I get on, though. Ask him, man. Hey, man, stop when the guy trying to take me to that cage race, bro. Let him up. Hey, at 12 seconds, there was a. And he gets sucked down. Hey, I was 18 as well, but I get team, you know. Listen to him. I just said, he comes to me. Listen to me. I gave him that one. I went, listen to me. I went, cool. Man up, boy. Seriously though, would you ever consider having yeah, an MMA fight? I'll do a boxing, one boxing fight, one UFC. Yeah. 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 One boxing fight, one MMA fight. So later, wait, take me up. I'll fight, I'll fight with Ghana, Francis Ghana. Who will be the ideal, ideal fight? Francis Ghana. Can't say again? Francis Ogano. <laughs> I would lick him down. He ain't got no chin, he's a coward, bro. I will knock out Francis Ogano, trust me. Only thing they were trying to take me down. That's it. One boxing fight, one MMA fight. Anybody, go MMA first, let's go. Boxing first, let's go. I even Muay Thai, I fight with even kickboxing. Free fight deal. Tell Dana White, hit me. Oh, sorry, oh, sorry. I missed it in five, sorry, Pete. 